Welcome back to another episode of I Have Issues. It's your boy Vasos bringing you the issues for the week of April 27th, 2022. And oh my god, do we have a stacked lineup for you this week. Stack pull list, indies, Marvel, DC. Whew, this was a very, very tough week to pick, you know, the pick of the week uh, because... DC had some fire. Marvel had some fire. And the Indies, man, this was a stacked lineup. I'm telling you, this could have went any number of ways. I mean, DC had the most uh, books this week uh, on my pull list, Marvel. And I believe the Indie, I believe the Indies actually had more. So we had quite a bit of Indies this week. Uh, and Marvel, still respectable, had a good amount. Um, and they made all of them counting. You know, they made the majority of their uh, their attempts count. So let's uh, let's go ahead and get into it. This is gonna be a longer show today, just because of the sheer volume that we have this week. So uh, yeah, so enough of me babbling. Let's go ahead and let's get to the issues. <laughs> Kicking things off this week with Marvel up first, we have Alien issue number 11. And this book does not disappoint much like uh, the rest of this series. It's uh, it's a beautiful, beautifully drawn, horrifying book. Uh, so uh, our group of... Uh, ragtag survivors uh, finally are able to get out of this little hellhole. They think they found who they were looking for. Uh, I believe it was Simon's radio girlfriend is what they described her as. But they seems like they found her and got her out. Uh, they did lose uh, one of their group, so they're down... Really, they're down one person. They gained one, but lost one at the same time, so they're gone. Uh, and then they go looking for the Gamma Station, and they find it. And, you know, they're like, okay, you know, hey, where is everyone? They're like, look, you know, we're the last little bit. We, we stuck around here, you know, the, I forget what they call the, the Covenant, not the Covenant, the company or something like that. They sent uh retrieval ships and you know we decided to stick down here in case we found any more survivors so they're just like okay well you know let's go ahead and get you guys patched up all this other stuff um and one of the robot well one of the uh 
the leaders of this group supposedly start saying something the way uh, old Ambrose used to say stuff, and uh, Jane catches that right away and realizes, okay, that's not how that goes. That was a programming error, and that's when she basically kind of calls him out, and you find out that these survivors that are left in this uh, gamma station, they're not... They're synthetic, they're synthetic people much like Ambrose was. So, um, pretty much they were making examples of, uh, of what was left of the human, of, you know, the, I guess the humans there. And they were feeding them to, uh, the xenomorphs, essentially, to breed. So it's kind of where it ends there, uh, setting up, I guess, for the finale of this arc. But, man, quite a, quite a twist and turn. That's Aliens issue number 11, or Alien issue 11, not Aliens, Alien issue 11. Up next, we have Amazing Spider-Man issue 1. This is the brand new series. I wanted to love this, I really did. I wanted to even so much as like this, but... Oh, man. Where do I even start? So... It's almost kind of ignoring the majority of what where the last run ended off because I think there's like a six month time jump from the beginning you have this big splash page where Peter's just kind of sitting there costume half torn off and he's in pain obviously and it goes six months later and everybody's pissed off at him MJ's pissed off at him Aunt May's pissed off at him uh, his roommates pissed off at him. He hadn't talked to anybody. You know, the Avengers are mad at him. The Fantastic Four, <laughs> they're all mad at him. Everyone is mad at him, and you don't necessarily know why. But again, it's like the last arc didn't really happen, is what it seems like. Because, yeah, you still got the med- you know the issues of Peter being in the hospital and the medical bills, all this other stuff. But. I'm just like, okay, (laughs) you know, what happened that he went from being engaged to MJ to now they're on the outs, Uh, and especially later on in the book, what is kind of revealed, it's like, what? How, you know, how long is this time jump? Like, is this really just six months? Um... Yeah, it's, it's, oh man, I, I, you know, you've got some normal Spider-Man action in there mixed in with the Tombstone and whatnot, and ah, the Spider-Man, the actual Spider-Man part was okay, but when it came to stuff with Peter, I'm just like, oh my god, what are we doing? We just completely stepped backwards. Um, I'm not, I'm not feeling it. I'm not liking it. Uh, I don't know. So hopefully we'll get more answers uh, as the series goes along. I'll, I'll give it a, I'll give it a try. Maybe it'll explain it. But that is Amazing Spider-Man issue one. Up next we have Carnage issue number two. Now this was, this was great. It almost got the uh, the best of Marvel this week, but uh, runner-up. So basically Carnage, you know, is finishing torturing and killing Hydro Man like where it left off in the last issue where with him torturing him well he finally kills him takes a piece of him basically steals his power 
And you come to find out that's his whole plan is he's planning on stealing other superpowered villains powers and taking them into himself. Um, meanwhile, he's got this other, you know, understudy of a serial killer named the artist, uh, that he's kind of taking under his wing, who basically wants to be the new host for Carnage. And Carnage is like, no, why, why would I do that? You're dispensed, you know, I know everything Cletus know, knew, and he was the most deranged human being on, the, on this planet. Um, what do you have to offer me that I haven't already achieved myself? So, um, but Carnage is kind of intrigued by him. So he kind of keeps him around, and then he gives a piece of himself to the detective following them. Um, and now he can kind of see, he sees, you know, Cletus Cassidy's memories and all this other stuff that were imprinted into the Codex of, of Carnage. So, great artwork, you know, very violent, very, very violent, very bloody, uh, but a good, but a good issue nonetheless. That is Carnage, issue number two. Up next, we have Sabretooth, issue number three. I don't know who necessarily these mutants are. They're stuck down here with Sabretooth. Uh, but basically, this is them, I guess, atoning for their sins, I guess. They're trying to make contact with the uh, mutants up above as they're stuck down below in the depths of Krakoa. And... Um, yeah, it's just that. <laughs> you know, they go deep into their psyche. You see the Council of Sabretooths is, you know, they're all... I suppose they're all trying to discuss what exactly their plan of action is, all this other stuff. And I'm... It's a little over my head, I, I gotta admit. Um, it's, it's interesting... But at the same time, I'm like, mm, a little lost. I don't really know if I like it. I'm just kind of meh thus far with this. But, it, I mean, it, great artwork. Uh, it ends really really well. I'm just not sure where this is going, you know? It, it doesn't, to me, it doesn't seem to have a clear, defined direction. Uh, but that's Sabretooth, issue three. Up next... And finally, we have Thor issue number 24. This is legacy number, I believe it's 750. Yep, legacy issue number 750. Um, this is the funeral for Odin. And uh, so this is kind of a weird issue. You know, it's obviously an oversized issue. And so you have Thor starting to give the eulogy for Odin um, and in the middle of him kind of you know doing his eulogy you have like a couple of other mini stories and things like that of you know like Beta Ray Bill I guess his encounter with him remembering there's other stuff with Thor and other characters um, that you know the when it changed art style and you know went a different direction other little mini side stories with them not even giving the eulogy i guess this is all in their minds or other stories it just to me it didn't do it for me it took me out of it but then it would come back into thor giving the eulogy uh as you see he's uh <clears throat> you know thor is 
he's mourn he's mourning, but he's also pissed because he's like, look, you know, Odin, you basically chastised me all this other stuff, but you left me without hope. You know, you I basically don't you never taught me how to do this thing, so to speak, and you know. Uh, but Thor, you know, is respectful at the end because, you know, he's like, you know, as far as everybody knows, um, he's gone. And I, you know, and I pay my respects to the Allfather, you know, and to my father. But you also find out he's also pissed for another reason at Odin because he's the only one left that can hear Odin because Odin is, he's dead, but he's infused into Mjolnir. So <laughs> he's like... You son of a bitch, I can't get rid of you. You know, I'm the only 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 person that's cursed to hear you, <laughs> so to speak. So um but yeah, other than that it was fine. I I, I kind of like I said the other stories not so much I didn't dig, but the eulogy part and the things dealing directly with Thor in the time and in present, I dug. That's Thor issue 24. Also out from Marvel this week, we have Knights of X, issue one. Silk, issue number four. Uh, Star Wars Crimson Rain, issue four. Silver, Sur Silver Surfer Rebirth. Say that five times fast. Uh, Silver Surfer Rebirth, issue number four. Hulk Gr Grand Design Madness. Uh, Miss Marvel Beyond the Limit, issue number five. And the best of Marvel this week, and moving towards the final round for the week, it's Punisher issue number two. Okay. Let's move on to the indies. And switching over to the indies up first from Image Comics, we have Bloodstained Teeth, issue number one. So this is basically... This is about vampires. <laughs> so it's, it's about these two different groups of vampires. So there's the... The born vampires, the ones that are born vampires, they're the only ones that are that can turn uh, people into vampires and then there's the sips which are the uh, vampires that have been turned they're humans that have been turned into vampires uh, basically it's just explained that you know that the sips are they don't know how to control their hunger so they don't turn people into vampires they pretty much just feed off of them and kill them uh it's essentially what it is and and you know the main story is basically there's this uh this guy uh i forget what his name is exactly uh what is his name but pretty much he's tasked uh well what he does is he basically uh 
Atticus uh, Sloan is his name. Um, pretty much, he's he's charging people <laughs> uh, that want to become vampires. So basically, he's turning people into vampires, but he's doing it at a at a he's charging them to do it basically. And so, you know, he's kind of like, eh, these, you know, humans are freaking retarded is essentially what he says, <laughs> um, is what he's saying. You know, they're stupid. They're awful, awful people, but you know, Hey, they pay him. So whatever. Um, and basically things go up to the head of, I guess the, the order of vampires and whatnot. Um, and they find out that, Hey, there's somebody, you know, willingly turning all these people into vampires which i guess they're supposed to keep the, that population low and all this other stuff and you know vampires are kind of known but they're not really known they're kind of they're trying to stay hidden um and basically it's getting harder and harder to do it because this guy's turning so many people so pretty much what it is is you know uh, atticus is basically tortured and he's told okay look you're gonna go back and you know all the you're, you're not supposed to feed on the people you turn or other vampires that have been turned, you know, that's just not what you do. But since you turn all these people and they're making it health to keep us or keep making it hell to keep us in secret, we're tasking you now with killing them. Because otherwise, we're just gonna come back and we're gonna, you know, beat you down again, tie you to this chair in your apartment and leave the windows open <laughs> and let you die. Essentially is what they're like. So uh, it was pretty, pretty gruesome. The artwork is 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 really good. I, I enjoyed it. It's a little off-putting at first, um, just because it's not what you would expect uh, with the the theme of this book. But you know, it, it actually lends itself very well going towards the end. But uh, uh, yeah, it's good stuff. That's blood bloodstained teeth issue number one. Up next, we have Berserker issue number eight. Now, this was a very, very fast read. Uh, pretty much, it's like they figured out how to time travel. <laughs> you know, our, our main uh, character, uh, Utua, U-T-T-A, or Atoa, or whatever. I don't know how you say it, but uh, pretty much, he's kind of time traveled back like two million years in the past, I guess when the entity that created him was born essentially um and now that they're basically able to i guess communicate with him because of this big radioactive wave that went through it hit uh his therapist and now she's kind of acting as like a, a radio between uh otua and now the the doctor in charge or the head scientist in charge um, like I said, very fast read. A uh, lot going on. There's hardly any. Actually, there is no no bloodshed in this in this issue. Surprisingly, this is probably like the uh, most non gory uh, issue thus far. But uh, still, was fine progressing the story, and it looks like they've been able to figure out how to clone our boy. So interesting to see where the next issue goes. That's Berserker issue number eight. Up next, we have Godzilla vs. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, issue number two. So, now, the other Power Rangers, now that uh, Tommy's been taken captive, 
uh, they just they take their their try at fighting Godzilla. Uh, so the Rangers combine, make the Megazord, and now they're going one on one Godzilla. Godzilla's holding his own and kicking some ass. Um, and you know they finally just say, "Look, we can't. This fight can't drag out all day. He's gonna ba- pretty much melt us inside the Megazord. So we're gonna call for the Power Sword, and they end up stabbing Godzilla." Uh, but then they find out, oh wait, Godzilla's not terrorizing this uh, Earth, and he's not, uh, well, he's not terrorizing it per se, uh, and he's not one of Rita's monsters, uh, because now they're attacking both us and Godzilla. So obviously, you know, we kind of messed up, and Godzilla, you know, runs off, and the Rangers end up having to disperse. Uh, you know, they call off the Zords. And then they, they go off on their own and hiding. Um, and then they see that, uh, uh, what is it, Gigan or whatever gets unleashed uh, by the, I guess, the people that are hunting Godzilla. Uh, and so now it looks like they have to go back into battle to try to team up with Godzilla again. Uh, but they're relatively weak. So uh, it was fun, though. It was a lot of fun. That's Godzilla vs. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers Issue 2. Up next, we have Gunslinger Spawn Issue Number 7. I know, Gunslinger did not... He didn't win Pick of the Week. That's that's surprisingly. Um, but this is a pretty basic issue, so... Uh, so, Gunslinger is done with Clown. All his business with Clown basically gets a, a, a ride back uh, to where he was originally before he got transported away by Clown. Um, so he goes and he's picking up his stuff, you know, his bike, uh, and some of his guns. When he sees this, uh, this new character, his name is Carnivore. Uh, he's basically a, he can transform into a werewolf. And so him and Gunslinger have this fight, you know, they go back and forth. Um, and Gunslinger's kind of able to kind of hurt him. And basically, the guy's like, look, I'm here to bring you a message. You know, the next time this won't go so smooth for you. You know, you're not the only person from your time that's here. Uh, so Gunslinger's like, okay, well, look. If this guy is able to find me, you know, Clown was able to find me. Dakota was able to find me. There's something going on. I need some help. So that's when he goes to uh, Jessica uh, Priest to try to get to Al Simmons to figure out what the hell's going on and you know for help so he's not on his own so uh overall like I said it was a very fast issue it was good but it just it it lacked that oomph that the last few issues have had so uh but yeah still good that is Gunslinger Spawn issue 7 up next we have Hellcop issue number 6 uh I thought this series was done but apparently I was very wrong but uh, so it starts out with these two uh, two guys. They're out in the woods hunting. Uh, supposedly they, I guess they're hunting deer, and they think you know out of season, and they see what they think in the distance is a bear, so they shoot it. Well, it comes to find out it's a demon, uh, and the demons there dying and all this other stuff. They, of course, the hell police get a, get a hit, and. Uh, pretty much you know those guys they're thinking oh crap they come up on it and they see that it's not it's it's supposedly some like royalty uh in hell so 
you know, obviously the help police get alerted. They go down and try to help things out. Well, then, you know, this thing's uh, people come looking for it. And whoo, it's not going to be nice for the people that uh, that had shot him. So interesting to see where it goes from there. That's Hell Cop issue six. Up next, we have Something is Killing the Children. Issue number 22 from Boom Studios. So, um, so there's two new characters in, introduced, maybe three, but at least two. So, it starts out, you got this really, really gruesome scene and like haunting kind of. You've got this, these looks like this family and these kids they've just been killed by a monster and this woman from another house uh, I believe um, she's from the house of I can't remember what it's called uh, I forget what the name of the, the new house is called but they uh, <clears throat> so they go up to the house and she's basically like pinning smiles and pinning their eyes open, pinning smiles on them. So it's really, really gruesome and really weird. And basically, she's told about you know Erica Slaughter kind of going rogue uh, from the House of Slaughter. So puts a target on Erica's back. Meanwhile, she's investigating that the thing with the from the previous issue with uh, uh, this girl named Gabby. And so. Um, you know, there she's dealing with the the <laughs> the hysteria. You know, she tries to tell her, "Look, you know what you saw. You saw monsters, and I'm trying to help you." And this girl's like, "Fuck off!" Like essentially, she's just like, "Look, uh, I don't know who you are, but, but get get away from me." <laughs> so Erica kind of goes to sneak back in to, I guess, find out more on the site, um, and it doesn't go according to plan. So, uh, like I said, great great artwork very haunting very very bloody kind of disturbing like i said at the beginning uh, but still good that is something is killing the children issue number 22 and finally from dark horse we have we have demons issue number two so we learn a little bit more about uh our demon hunter gus our demon that is a demon hunter <laughs> um basically you find out more about his relationship with uh lamb's dad you find out <clears throat> that you know that they were friends and all this other stuff that he was pretty much he was turned into a demon and that uh, uh her dad was the only one that had faith that he wouldn't change and that they could save him um, and you find out that the little headband that he has on was a piece of uh halo that has uh that's keeping him from fully losing himself into becoming a demon and all this other stuff so um they test uh him and the other demon hunters they test lamb her her, her weapon doesn't necessarily activate the way it should um so you know they're they have to step in and they're like look this is what happened you know um and you find out kind of that that uh, Gus here is kind of responsible for Lamb not having her arm. <laughs> um, that he was actually, you know, he was let loose. Uh, they thought that maybe they could break him from, you know, that, that he could change all this stuff because he didn't have that piece of halo on him. 
uh, and he turned into a snake and bit her hand off and of course uh, Lamb's dad had to cut her hand off to stop it from spreading so um, so you find out about all that so then they then you know Lamb's dad had uh, predicted that there would be more Halo coming from uh, space this asteroid was going to hit and they had it pinned down kind of where it was supposed to land well uh, while they're on their way to go get it while they're flying in the air they get uh, hijacked and and uh, by this group of demons that charge into their plane and whatnot so uh, it's pretty pretty cool a lot very very bloody big fight um, and I like the way the twist ending on this one goes well not so much of a twist but uh, I like the way it ends and how it goes into the next issue how the next issue will uh, looks like pick up so that is we have demons issue number two also out this week on the indies first we're going to start in dark from dark horse uh we have the british paranormal society out of time or time out of mind now that is one hell of a title issue number one yeah so and then also out from boom studios this week we have power rangers universe issue number five all new firefly issue number two i'm sorry all new firefly issue number three uh, then the killer affairs of the state issue number three and then since we had the idw boom crossover also out from idw we have sonic the hedgehog issue 49 transformers issue 42 uh, godzilla rivals versus king Ghidorah issue one uh, transformers wars in issue number three usagi jimbo the Lone Goat and Kid, Issue 4. G.I. Joe, A Real American Hero. Cobra! Number 1. Probably didn't have that many A's when you say it, but, you know, that's how it's, it's supposed to be read. Um, then also from Image this week, we have Saga, Issue 58. Monstrous, Issue Number 39. Newburn, Issue Number 6. Rogue Sun, Issue 3. Step by Bloody Step, Issue 3. The Scumbag, issue number 13. Ghost Cage, issue 2. Zombies vs. Robots Classic, issue number 2. And finally, the best of the indies this week comes to us courtesy of IDW. Of course, you know it had to, had to be there. It's TMNT, The Last Ronin, issue number 5, the finale to this series. That's going to move on to the end of the show. Okay. So let's go ahead and let's finish things up this week with DC. things up with DC up first we have Aquaman Green Arrow Deep Target issue number seven the finale to this miniseries and I have to say 
Not a fan. It lost me. Especially towards the end. It really, this series really, really lost me. Um, pretty much you find out that Aquaman, they're not back to normal, of course, as per the end of the last issue. Uh, you know, in this new timeline they've created, pretty much Aquaman and Orm rule side by side. Uh, and his mother's still alive, so it's kind of like a flashpoint, essentially, where uh, he doesn't want to change that, doesn't want to risk it, so he's willing just to go along with it. But ultimately, Oliver convinces Aquaman to, you know, we got to fix this. So he begrudgingly does, and they fix it. It was whack. I did not like it. I'm, I'm just, I, I wasn't a fan of the way this, this ended. So, yeah, that is Aquaman Green Arrow Deep Target issue number seven. Up next, we have Batman Beyond the White Knight, issue number two. So I, I gotta, I gotta say, I'm a little disappointed. It's a great, great book, great issue, but I'm a little disappointed by the lack of Batman Beyond in it. <laughs> you know, you see a little bit of Terry McGinnis in it. You kind of find out how he ended up working for Derek Powers. You kind of get that origin and whatnot. Um, so you, you do briefly see uh, the bat, the Batman Beyond suit. But it's briefly. It's maybe six pages at the most. Uh, but then the rest of the story is basically uh, picks back up where Bruce at the, at the end of the last issue was seeing uh, Jack Napier. Or he, it's the Joker, essentially. He sees and thinks that it's, you know, basically Joker sticking with him. And, you know, uh, Jack's like, look, I'm really kind of just like a hologram that only you can see, you know. When I kicked your ass, uh, you know, when I knocked you out, I kind of maybe slipped this into your bloodstream. I kind of injected you with it. Uh, so I'm, I'm real, but I'm not real at the same time. So Bruce is, you know, having this conversation with him um, as he's, you know, making the prison break and whatnot. And of course, Dick Grayson is ahead of the GTO and he's pissed. So he's taking it personal. So he's trying to find Bruce. Barbara kind of rubs his face in it like, ha, you lost him. You know, and, you know, Dick is like, no, forget this. We're going to go, you know, this is on Jason. You know, he's now fugitive, yada, yada, yada. Uh, so you, there's, there, it's not all rosy with uh, Dick and Barbara in the future, and especially now that uh, all this has gone on since the end of uh, Curse of the White Knight. So you've got that going on. Uh, and, you know, Bruce is kind of staying low. Uh, he's going to find and put on another bat suit because he knows Derek Powers is is screwing around. He's basically he's not who he says he is, uh, so he's trying to bring it to the light and expose him. Um, but he needs a new bat suit, and where of all places is it? It's in a garage at Harley's house. <laughs> so. Uh, I mean, this is, I guess, already not... It's a spoiler, but it's not really a spoiler because it's already been posted on social media uh, like two weeks ago, maybe a week ago, uh, by Sean Gordon Murphy that... Uh, well, now... Uh, oh, Bruce and Harley are married. What? I mean, I dig it, don't get me wrong. But even, you know, it's funny because even the hologram of Jack Napier is like, whoa, 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 whoa. I think I missed something here. Um... Which we're all kind of like, whoa, when did this happen? So, 
it was good. I, I, I dug that part of it. It's just, like I said, I'm a little disappointed. There's not a ton of Batman Beyond right now. Uh, Terry McGinnis. But I think eventually we'll get there. So that is Batman Beyond the White Knight, issue number two. Up next, we have Dark Knights of Steel, issue number six. Um, so this kind of starts out with... Uh, Constantine kind of mourning and whatnot. Uh, and basically, you find out that Tim Drake was sent undercover to be a part of the uh, House of Storms. Kind of keep an eye on it. And Constantine kind of knew the whole time and basically kind of, you know, rats him out and whatnot. So there's that going on. Uh, then you've got uh, Cal and. Um, meeting with Hippolyta and whatnot uh, with Martha Martha, or not Martha, Laura Laura L. She's meeting with uh, with uh, Hippolyta and they're basically saying, hey, you know the Amazons are going to stand with with uh, uh, with the, the House of Storms which is now going to be run by one of Black Lightning's uh, daughters um, so they're kind of like, what the hell, you know, like, you, what do you mean? Well, you know, they're, they're all upset, essentially. Um, and then basically they say, well, there was proof that survivors saw that it was Zara Zor-El uh, that killed King Jefferson. And, you know, she's like, no, it wasn't me, you know, and all this other stuff. So it's kind of making me think that there's... A shapeshift because now Cal's acting like he doesn't know that Bruce is missing, even though in the last issue he's the one who stabbed him with a piece of kryptonite. Um, so I'm thinking, what if it's somebody shapeshifting and whatnot? Um, maybe it's Martian Manhunter that's screwing with everybody. I don't know. Um, maybe it's another magical being. Maybe it's Merlin. I don't know. Um, I just say Merlin because you know they're in. You know, medieval times and whatnot. Um, and there's a cool part where Constantine summons uh, Etrigan, but you find out instead of being tied to Jason Blood, he's tied to Ra's al Ghul. So that was kind of cool. Um, but yeah, it was just kind of a... Mm, it, it wasn't the best issue of this series. Definitely, I think, probably the weakest of the thus far of Dark Knights of Steel. But I guess I, I, it, it has me thinking. It's definitely a thinking issue. So, like I said, I, my theory is that it's maybe either a magical being like Merlin or it's uh, Martian Manhunter fucking with people. So, that is Dark Knights of Steel, issue six. Up next, we have Deathstroke, Inc., issue number eight. So, you have to read this before you read Robin. I will say that right now. This is part three. Robin is part four of the uh, Shadow War. So pretty much Deathstroke is, he's laying low, him and uh, Respawn, they're laying low to stay in because, you know, they, she, he's got Talia and the League of Assassins all looking for him. So he's got the secret base or bunker under uh, San Francisco. Uh, find out kind of why he picked San Francisco. He had, a, he had eyes basically everywhere and he had eyes on the Titan's Tower. Uh, and response kind of like, well, why did you pick here? You know, why did you have a place here? He says, well, I had to keep an eye on the Titans because, you know, they were kind of after me, so I made sure I kept eyes on them. 
Um, and just when, you know, it looks like Deathstroke is kind of, uh, kind of looks like he's in the clear. Well, not so much because in busts, uh, uh, Ravenger, Rose Wilson, and, uh, Damien. They come busting in ready to, uh, to kick old Slade's ass. But, uh, and that's kind of where, where it stands there at part three. That is Deathstroke issue, Deathstroke Inc. issue number eight. So we'll get, we'll get to Robin in a minute. Actually, you know what? Let's go ahead and let's go to Robin. Uh, up next, we got Robin issue number... What number is that? 13. So, uh, this picks right up with that happening. Uh, you know, with uh, Rose and Damien busting in to fight Deathstroke and uh, Respawn. And Batman goes to Talia and is like, Hey, okay, what the hell's going on? Like, you know... Somebody hired, somebody is framing, or somebody, you know, Deathstroke basically, we, I had to really, he's kind of like, I don't think Deathstroke is the one behind this. Somebody's maybe making it look like it's Deathstroke, but I'll go check it out. And if Deathstroke's who we're looking for, I guarantee you the League of Assassins won't find him. Damien will. Uh, and of course, right about that time is when, yep, Damien's found him. And so uh, Batman goes to uh, stop the middle of the fight. Um, and Deathstroke basically, hey, dude, I was set up. Like, I didn't kill Roz. I was set up. You might want to start with your old lady. She might ha she had more to gain from it than I did. So uh, it's kind of where it is there. And Batman and Damien kind of have this uh, father-son bonding moment, which was nice. Um, so now where it looks like they're going to work on this case together. Uh, that is Robin issue number 13. Okay, now getting back on track, we got Detective Comics issue 1059. This was a Riddler story. Um, he's a radio host? <laughs> uh, he's basically a radio host. Every morning he puts out this message uh, into Gotham. Uh, so pretty much one of the judges uh, gets bombed, and you find out the judge is the daughter of... Dev Donovan, the reporter for, uh, I forget what newspaper she works for, but, uh, yeah, it's a little weird. I'm like, they kind of draw them around the same age, so it's kind of like, eh, it's kind of hard to buy that, you know, uh, this reporter who's not probably older than her mid-40s, maybe early 40s, has a, a daughter that's a judge who's drawn like she's in her mid to you know her maybe her early 30s to mid 30s kind of hard to pull that one off but you know comic books what do you what do you don't don't question it just go with it um but overall it was fun felt like a detective story you know batman's looking for clues trying to figure out what the hell's going on who's behind the bombings and whatnot um yeah it's a good good detective story that is Detective Comics, issue 1059. Up next, we've got Joker, issue number 14. I believe this is the penultimate. Is that the right word? The second to last issue of the series, I believe. Now, I could be wrong, but the way it's setting up, it's what it looks like. But this is issue 14. Uh, the Samsons have been arrested. Uh, police have come in, raided them, uh, taken them in. They find all the cannibalistic things as they broadcast this over the news. Uh, 
and Gordon's just kind of recounting it. You know, he's giving his report to Montoya, to Commissioner Montoya. He's kind of talking with Barbara and kind of telling her. He's not telling her anything. That's the thing. Um, she's pissed at him because she thinks that he's killed the Joker uh, when he was supposed to bring him in, all this other stuff. And Jim's kind of. He's not saying anything to anybody. So nobody really knows. Uh, he knows eventually he's going to have to have a talk with Batman, which he goes back home to his apartment and he sets up a couple glasses. He's like, all right, man, I know you're there. Come on out. We don't have to do this. Let's let's just have a drink and let's talk about it. And, of course, Batman comes wandering out. It's like, okay, Jim, I need you to tell me, did you do it? And that's kind of how it leaves it off, I guess, for the next issue to find out, did Jim actually kill the Joker? Because at one point in a flashback scene, Jim's got him dead to rights at gunpoint, you know, with his gun in his face, and the Joker's kind of can't, kind of, he... He kind of has his back to him, but he's kind of turned sideways, really. Um, but if Gordon pulls a trigger, he's close enough that he should not miss or could not miss unless he wanted to. But uh, I, I like it. I dig it. The, the conflict. Should he kill him? Should he not kill him? Type of thing. So that's Joker issue 14. And finally, we have The Rogues issue number two. This is a black label oversized book. So the rogues have gone to Gorilla City. They've skipped parole. They've skipped all that. Skipped town. Uh, so now they're wanted. They're back on the on the uh, they're back uh, on the wrong side of the law. I guess is what, what you want to say. So um, so they go do their thing. They kind of have some bonding moments along the way, uh, and they find Gorilla City. Well, when they get there. It looks like, holy crap, we were really wrong about about this. Like, they're like, oh my god, like, cold, you sold us a bill of, of goods that's bullshit. <laughs> uh, this is an actual city made by gorillas. Like, it's just wooden bridges and across trees. That's all it is. Um, and that's when, you know, they're like, ah, actually, no, this is kind of a front. This is what they want you to see. There's actually a hidden entrance, and then they find this like massive, like techno technologically advanced city underground. That is Gorilla City, um, and so they're setting up the score. They're gonna go find the gold, and they're gonna steal it. But along the way, uh, it does not. Uh, looks like uh, Leonard Snark, Captain Cold, gets uh, he gets made by a gorilla. Somebody recognizes him, so. Uh, be interesting to see how uh, the rogues get their way, uh, you know, how the rogues get out of this one. That is the rogues issue number two. Also out from DC this week, we have Action Comics issue 1042, The Swamp Thing issue number 12, Harley Quinn issue 14, Teen Titans Academy issue 14, Trial of the Amazons issue number two. And Aquaman, issue number three. But, there's one more. The best of DC this week. It's the, it's the Justice League, issue 75. The death of the Justice League. It's going to move on to the final round this week. Alright. So let's go ahead and let's move on to the final round. To see what will be 
pick of the week. Final round, fight! All right, so now our contestants for Pick of the Week representing Marvel. We have Punisher Issue 2 representing the Indies. We have TMNT, The Last Ronin, Issue 5. And representing DC, we have Justice League Issue 75, The Death of the Justice League. So what's taking it home this week? Well, let's talk about our runners-up. Up first, runner-up. Number two or one, however you want to look at it. Uh, Runner-up, Justice League 75, the death of the Justice League. And it's just that. This is going into uh, uh, Dark Crisis. So pretty much what it is is uh, the Justice League incarnate calls in. Basically, when I say calls in, I mean they teleport the entire Justice League uh, to them and to the, to the bleed uh, you know, the space in between the multiverse or the space between Earths in the multiverse. And they're basically explaining that we lost. So they're explaining the whole thing of, uh, of, uh, um, what was it? Uh, Justice League Incarnate. They're explaining that whole, basically that whole story. Like, hey, we screwed up. We lost. Um, and this is being told by, uh, President Superman. He's like, Clark, I, I'm sorry. I mean, we, I tried. I, I really screwed up, and I, we're, you know, half of us are dead. <laughs> you know, I lost people, uh, and Barry's disappeared. I don't know where he is. Darkseid has Barry somehow or somewhere, and so as he's explaining him, they find uh, I forget what the uh, what the guy's name is. He was in. Uh, he was who you see in that. Uh, you saw him in the Justice League Incarnate. Uh, but, you know, he's there kind of unleashing his uh, his uh, evil out there. And all of a sudden, the... Uh, <laughs> all of a sudden, you know, like I said, you see uh, Darkseid and all that whole group. Uh, Pariah. Uh, I'm trying to think. Necron, Neron. All these people that now are under the control of the Great Darkness. And, you know, the Justice League takes them head on. They try to fight. But, uh, ultimately it's no use. Uh, they unleash it and they kill the Justice League one by one. Doomsday at one point, uh, Green Green Arrow is the first one down. He gets smashed by a boulder (laughs) by Doomsday and trying to save Green or Black Canary and uh yeah like i said it does not go well for the rest of the justice league from there the only one that makes it out um is uh is black adam who gets transported he gets whipped away uh i'm trying to remember who it was cast a spell to bring him back to uh the hall of justice uh but they cast a spell and he's the only one that comes back and he has to break the news the justice league's dead i mean all of them and everybody got killed superman got obliterated superman wonder woman and batman all got obliterated at once and i say obliterated i mean they got 
dusted. <laughs> um, Green Lantern did. Black Canary and, and Green Arrow died. Um, Hawk Girl. Uh, pretty much, like I said, the main Justice League, they're all gone. Black Adam was the only one that made it out. Um, and of course, so, be uh, it's gonna be fun. I, I, I'm I'm liking this, you know. Dark Crisis, you're taking the, uh, the the major players off the board, so it's gonna be cool. I dig it. Uh, that is the runner-up for DC, or the runner-up representing DC. That is uh, Justice League 75. And now coming in second place this week, we got Punisher number two. So this is basically kind of explaining why and how Frank Castle's pretty much always been, I guess, looked at and picked to lead the hand. And um, you kind of find out that, you know, there's always kind of been this connection between Frank and uh, the hand just from the time when he was a kid. Um, But he just simply tried to resist it and all this other stuff. But, uh, you know, the Archpriestess, she's, you know, offers him a knife. And, you know, which one of these is yours? And he's like, no, 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 whatever, fuck off. Which literally tells her to fuck off. And then, you know, she offers him again. And he's like, okay, this one's my knife. Uh, And you see him training with all the different uh, other members of the hand. And he just kills them. I mean, he's beating the shit out of them. Um, You know, and then it, it gives you the spoiler, or it picks up. I'm kind of skipping ahead, but it, it picked up right where it left off with Punisher's wife is alive somehow. You know, the Hand has found a way to resurrect her, and that's his whole reasoning for joining the Hand is to bring back uh, his wife and his kids. Um, so they're dangling that in front of him, and you know, for them to lead him. So uh, very good story. Like I said, Frank Castle is just freaking brutal in this. I mean, he straight up murders these other members of the hand you know just zero f's given uh total total disregard for for human life uh (laughs) he's at his most uh animalistic here i mean he just just kills fools marks fools no problem all at leading the hand he meets the uh the I guess the demon, you will, of the hand, the the face or the entity of the hand. I don't remember exactly what it is, but he's the leader. Um, the higher up, I guess the god of the hand, I guess is how they explain it. But uh, yeah, so um, Frank's about to get the blessing of being the, uh, the fist of the hand, I guess. So, but uh, yeah, that was what got it runner up this week. And that, of course, means the pick of the week for April 27th, 2022. It's TMNT, Last Ronin. And that's coming to you next. Pick of the week for April 27, 2022. Last Ronin. Issue number five. The finale. 
start out with Michelangelo staring at Splinter's journal. Hand on his chin, he hears the voice of his brothers. Donatello says, you know, I think I was the only one in this room when father was still alive. Looks exactly the same. Whatever, Don. You just gonna sit there, Mikey? Says Raphael. Michelangelo, staring at the journal, says, Until I'm done, that's how long. Now, stop talking. Leonardo then says, Raph's right. You're wasting time, Mike. Why haven't you pressed the attack against Hiroto yet? You guys completely caught him off guard. You've got the advantage. Michelangelo, step sitting off of his bed, turns and in anger says, Tell me something I don't know, Leo. As Donatello says, Well, I know why you're just sitting in this room. You're the sole survivor. The last of us. It's a heavy burden to bear. Painful, too. Raphael cuts off Donatello by saying, Seriously? That's what you're having second thoughts about? Ha! I knew you weren't strong enough to handle this. Never were. Way to, way to let us all down, Mike. Michelangelo says, Go to hell, Raph. You know, I wish I could just bring you back so I could kill you myself. And I know damn well what I gotta do. Finish this. End this insanity. Suiting up, Michelangelo says, after all this time, coming back and finding April alive, Casey Marie and the rebels, seeing how they're fighting against the foot and that bastard Hiroto, all their sacrifices. If I fail now, more of them are gonna die. Maybe all. Raphael says, nice speech, but I ain't buying it. Something ain't right with you. Michelangelo continuing putting on his armor says, The only thing that isn't right is that empty space between your ears, Raph. Leonardo says, Yeah, can it, Raph? You're not helping. So, what's the plan of attack, Mike? Raphael continuing to butt in says, I say another full frontal assault. Like on Stockman's compound? That worked out pretty good. If it ain't broke, why fix it? Donatello says, Man but he's cut off by Michelangelo. You guys sure like yapping more than you do listening. And I'm getting sick and tired of repeating myself. I want you all to stop talking now. Masking up and drawing the weapons. Donatello says, right, you'd be lost without us. Mike, flashing the sigh, says, no, no, I wouldn't. It's worse now than when you were alive, constantly telling me what to do. And what do I have to show for all the orders and knowledge? This. This is all I have left. As he raises their weapons. Leonardo says, That's low, Mike. We all did our part. Donatello says, Yeah, to us, it was everything. Stinking ungrateful jerk. Chimes in Raphael. Frustrated, Michelangelo says, I know what you did. I live with it every damn day and I've had enough. Leave me. Leave me now and never come back. 
Michelangelo turns around. The images of his brother's gone. He thinks to himself, finally. He writes an entry in Splinter's journal. Too many innocents are getting hurt. With off-white singes, there's freaking looters everywhere. Not exactly the rebellion we were hoping for, huh? As the soldier says, there's just not enough of us. We're trying to establish a rough network the resident community leaders on the old landlines. If we can get through to take control of these sections, we'll have a series of safe zones to fight back from. Hopefully, before it's too late. One of the others says, yo, forget the stupid rebellion. Let's burn this mother to the ground. When Casey says, damn it, mob, mob's mentality's like a stinking virus. Okay, just get back to working on the comms and we'll plan from here. Hiroto's still got the high ground and if he gets Stockman's power back online, we're toast. Another comes back saying, Casey, we just got word. The power outage is causing flooding in the sewers. Concerned, he says, oh no, the lair. Now, with Hiroto, grabbing his guard by the throat, screams, What do you mean you still can't reach Stockman? The entire city will be trying to claw their way in here at any minute. This displeases me greatly. The guard tries to speak. Master! As Hiroto cracks his throat. Silence! Quit gawking like fools and get my systems back online. Now! Put all my soldiers on full tactical alert. Have to guard this level. Have to crush those blasted rebels. No mercy. This ends here and now. And bring me my armor. I'm going to hunt and kill a mutant. Back in the sewer, Casey's running frantically, calling for April. She thinks, this is so not good. Never seen the water this deep down here. Casey screams out, Mom! Sensei! Where are you guys? Looking around the room, Casey notices something. She notices Splinter's journal. She thinks to herself, since I wouldn't just leave this lying around, what the hell's going on? And suddenly, a voice calls out to Casey. Spinning around, Casey says, Mom? April says, down here. The power system's failures knocked out the water pumps. These are history. I've neglected them for too long. They're rusted shut. Help me up, kiddo. As she extends her hand, Casey pulling her up asks, Where's Sensei? April says, He's, he's, Mikey's not here, Casey. He left. I'm sorry. Enraged, Casey says, And you just let him go? April responds, What? Hey, no. He didn't even say goodbye to me. I went to ask him for help with the pumps, and he was already gone. Angered, Casey turns and punches the wall, breaking it as she sails, damn it. April says, Casey Marie Jones, stop it. You'll hurt yourself. Will I? 
asked Casey. Will I really, Mom? I know I'm different. I've known for a long time. Just like them, a mutant. April, coming to terms with the truth, says, Casey, I... Yes. Yes, it's true. Your dad's and my long-term exposure to the mutagen, it... I think it affected us. It infected us. Then, when I was pregnant with you, your DNA was changed. Mutated. Casey then asks, When were you going to tell me? April thinks, Years ago. Never. I don't know. I just... I didn't want to face it. Then Mikey, Mikey suddenly showed up again and... Casey cutting her off says, And now he's out there fighting for us. April says, Us? Look, long before I met the Turtles, long before you were born, this war was happening. And they trained their entire lives to end it. It's their family's destiny, Casey. And Mikey needs to finish this his way. Masking up, Casey says, The hell with that. You said it, Mom. They're a part of this. In our blood, like family, my family. I'm in this fight to the end. Now at Hiroto's Fortress, Michelangelo says, Few burrowed and well-placed thermal grenades, and I've got a, the diversion I need to quickly access the upper levels again. With the, with the singes out of commission, should just be foot regular standing in my way now. Time to find out how well they are. Holy hell! As the explosions go off. Michelangelo thinks, secondary explosions? Huh, my small diversion just took, just shook the whole damn building. So much for surprises. Hiroto knows I'm here now. Hiroto noticing the explosion says, So, the mutant dares another direct assault. The fool. Fight or flight this time, Hiroto. Please, let it be fight. As we see the hallway, up the stairway, dead foot clan lay over the, the floor. Michelangelo continues, I was right. No mindless robot assassins this time. No flying mousers, just foot grunts with a few elite mixed in. Humans with human reactions. A fair fight. Well, almost. With the synthetic hybrids handling all the enforcements for the last few decades, these human soldiers have become soft. They've lost their fighting edge, along with their loyalty. I can see it in their eyes. Their master's not worth dying for. Sprawling amongst the hideout, dead bodies are piled up. When he gets to the door, Michelangelo sees one last guard standing. He's a big one. Huge broadsword. Mike thinks, on second thought, this one looks pretty loyal. Big as hell, too. And he's the only thing blocking my way to the top floor. Let's see what he's got. As he throws out flash grenades. Michelangelo says, hard to strike back when you're deaf and blind. Concussion blast to open the door. The perfect battering ring. As he leaps into action, kicking the guard in the face. But he's only caught him off guard for a split second. 
The guard swings his swords. Michael and er, Michelangelo ducks. Whoa! Big guy's fast. And way too dangerous at this distance. As he continues to dodge the sword attacks. Michelangelo thinks, time to get up close and personal. To end this! As he leaps, stabbing the guard in the throat with his sword. Time for a real fight. Walking past the fallen guard, Michelangelo yells, Eroko Huroto, I'm here. What are you waiting for? Hold on. Michelangelo looking around the room. Crows attacking on command? Something's not right. He sees the crows explode. <sighs> More synthetics. Must be on a separate control system from Stockman's. Doesn't matter. Just more cowardly gadgets. EMP should take them out. He then takes two sticks, slapping them together, causing an EMP, making the crows short out. Ready to fight, Michelangelo yells. I'm sick of your childish games and little boy toys, Hiroto. Come face me like a man. Suddenly, Michelangelo's knocked halfway across the room. As he gets up, he sees the guard he thought he killed. Old school robotics. It's like a wing. It's like a tank with wings. As it's picking up Michelangelo, throwing him around. He thinks that one hurt. Another hit, and I'm dead. Need something big to put it out of my misery. Michelangelo waiting for it to get close and grab him. He grabs the big broadsword, ramming it through the robot and ripping it in half. As the robot falls down destroyed, Michelangelo yells, Enough! Where are you hiding, you coward? When Hiroto steps forward, Coward! Hardly. I'm not the one who sulked who knows where in utter fear for ten years after all. Which one are you, by the way? You filthy monsters all look the same to me. Dead or alive. Michelangelo says, 16 years. It's been 16 years since you killed my family. Laughing, Hiroto says, has it? My time, as they say, time flies when you're having fun. Michelangelo, blood boiling, says, whatever. All I know is this has been a long time coming. And all you need to know is I'm the one that's going to finish it. The last of Oroku's bloodline ends tonight. You and your mother. As he steps up the stairs and he sees the containment tube holding Hiroto's mother. He steps forward and says, Says the worthless Ronin who couldn't save his own master. The mutant monstrosity playing at family honor. All for a pretend family with no true bloodline to speak of. 
Michelangelo says, You're wrong. Our bloodline is more shared mutagen that runs in our veins. My master, my father, my brothers, your family took them all away from me. And now, your family will die. Is that so? Asks Hiroto. As he puts his hand on the pod containing his mother. Looking at her, he says, In truth, I always hated her. She left me as a child and never returned. I only kept her alive out of spite, lost and alone in her coffin while I conquered. While I thrived! As he then inject, ejects claws from his suit of armor, breaking into the pod, stabbing her. Michelangelo looks back at him. Says, at least she had honor. Are you ready? Hiroto says, ready? <laughs> well, I certainly didn't get dressed up for no reason. Let us begin the end. Claws come from his hands. And the armor forms a mask covering his face. As they begin their final battle. Michelangelo, looking at Hiroto jump around, his armor. It's like a liquid metal he can manipulate, some kind of nanocarbonite. He can make it solid in order to strike with his fists and blades. Need to still steer clear of those. Fires are beginning to get bigger, hard to breathe in all this toxic smoke. His flames going up around them. Hiroto says, Time for you to die, Hell Spawn. Mike said, thanks to himself. Hiroto's anger is growing too. Better use that to my advantage. Stoke the flames. As Michelangelo gets behind him and says, You first, mama's boy. The fight continues. Explosions happening in the top of the tower, throwing the two out of the window. Down below, the resistance. One leader says, Hey, Rock Bottom's reporting an explosion in Hiroto's tower. Casey, concerned, turning around, says, What? Seriously? Another says, A lot of good that does us down here if we all drown. We've got to get to the main pumps downtown. Fast. Looking back up top, Casey says, Damn it, Sensei. Why didn't you wait for me? Michelangelo and Hiroto falling hitting the roofs down on their way down. Mike thinks, Oh man, wasn't expecting that. Hiroto's magic armor either. Incline should slow our fall. Still a long way down though. Been there, done that. Not that Hiroto cares. Looking up as they fall, Hiroto still strikes. Michelangelo continues thinking. Idiots fighting me the whole way down. Gotta take him full force of that. And he still barely has a scratch on him. As they begin crashing through the windows. Mike thinks to himself, I really need to find a weak spot in his armor. Back with Casey. One of the guards says, Oh man, the whole tower's going up. I need to help Sensei, says Casey. 
as one of her helpers says, It's too late for that, Casey. We gotta get Mrs. Jones and help her find a way to stop the flooding, or we don't have anyone left to help us. Casey says, Comms are coming back online. What about my mom? Still no word, says the man. Casey says, Okay, just keep trying, please. Michelangelo, still falling, says, This, this is gonna hurt a lot. As they fall finally to the bottom, crashing through a water tower. Michelangelo picks himself off the ground, says, Oh, nothing's broken, I think. At least nothing important. The water tower was a gift for both of us, unfortunately. As both stand up ready to fight. Come on, Hiroto. Show me a flaw. Michelangelo then stares at his shoulder. And says, There. Hiroto, noticing Michelangelo's stare, and says, What's this? A scratch. And I only recently had this polished. No matter. As he stares at it, and suddenly, the damage is gone. He then retracts his claws and says, Now, where were we? Mike, realizing it's no use, the armor self-repairing, gonna have to find a workaround. Michelangelo draws a sigh and says, You are about to do something stupid. In rage, Hiroto says, Really? We shall see! As they can, he continues his assault, blocking. Michelangelo thinks, Damn, that was too close. Talk about stupid, Mike. Back down in the sewers, one of the resistance says, We're still not able to get any of the subsystem pumps online, and still no word from my mom. I know, interrupts Casey. She continues, Okay. There's no other option. I gotta get the old main pumps and see if I can open them somehow. Then find my mom. Another soldier says, The water's rising too fast. No way you can make it down there in time. Casey, now in chest deep water, says, I can if I go underwater. You guys keep things moving here. Get as many people out as you can. The soldier then says, Roger that. Take this. It's waterproof. Let us know when you get here safely. You heard her. People, let's get moving. See, hands her a communicator. Casey swimming. Diving. Thinks, I'm sorry, Sensei, but I can't leave my mom hanging. I can't let these people die. You're on your own, just like you wanted to be. Back with Michelangelo. He says he's keeping the pressure on. Relentless. He knows I'm hurt. Need to keep my distance. As Hiroto continues his assault, Michelangelo kicks him as he leaps at him. Michelangelo thinks, gotta choose the right time to strike. Can't keep this up forever. That fall did more damage than I thought. I'm practically moving at half speed. And he knows it. And he's taking full advantage of it. As Hiroto is able to land, glancing blows 
cutting into Michelangelo as he thinks, time to change things up. Need to make a weak spot. Haroto says, come on then, mutant. Where's your bravado now, hmm? Your precious honor. He then charges. Michelangelo, thinking fast, puts a flash grenade in his hand. This should stick just long enough to give me a shot. Kicking him back as it explodes, the armor retracts. And Michelangelo uses Raph's sigh to pierce his hand. A gift from Raphael, yells Michelangelo. Hiroto steps back, the armor now coming back to heal him. Is that your very best, mutant, hmm? Poking, prodding, scratching? Me? I will break you! As he then snaps the sigh in half. An explosion of the tower happens. Hiroto turning to see the explosion says, No. My, my tower! Impossible. Michelangelo then thinks, more like perfect timing. First rule of martial arts, never take your eyes off your opponent. As he uses Donatello's staff to take a weighted piece of rebar and he hits Hiroto, sending him flying off the roof. Casey sees April. She's swimming. She says, my lungs are on fire. Need to find an air pocket fast. Strong as I am, I ain't a mutant fish. As she sees April working, trying to get the pumps on board. Michelangelo and Hiroto finally land on the street. Michelangelo says, you're on hollowed ground now, chump. And your fancy armor's busted. As he sticks Leonardo's katana in his stomach. This one's courtesy of Leonardo. As he kicks the sword further into Hiroto's stomach. Fine. <laughs> I yield. You, <coughs> you win. Michelangelo thinks, you still don't get it, do you, Hiroto? There's no way to win or lose today. Only an end. Hiroto, hunched over in pain, says, you're right. He then lunges up, claws striking Michelangelo in the stomach, says, this is an ending, mutant. Michelangelo thinks to himself, oh, stupid cocky fool oldest trick in the book oh, and I fell for it need to regroup need some space he then pulls out Donatello's staff breaking it over Hiroto's face Donatello sends his regards leaping to the sewers Michelangelo says need to stop the bleeding need to catch my breath shouldn't be the only one bleeding out. The cuts from Raph's side. Leo's sword. His armor sealed him up somehow. Following him in, Hiroto says, So, cravenly running away to hide in the sewers. Why am I not surprised? 
Michelangelo taking off his armor, bandages himself, says, Yeah, who's running? Who's hiding? As he uses his nunchucks to bash Hiroto in the head. As April and Casey begin to work tirelessly trying to get these pumps back online. April hands her air. Casey thinks, thank you, Mom. Now what? Rocks falling everywhere? Gotta protect Mom. Buy her more time. When suddenly a rock falls, hitting her. Casey floats down. April throws the switch and swims towards Casey to hopefully stop the rock from crushing her. Michelangelo thinks to himself, his armor, it's failing him. I gotta finish this before my body fails me. When suddenly, the water takes them. As the sewer ejects them. Casey, now coughing, is held by her mother. She says, it's okay, Casey. Just, just breathe. I'm here. I've got you. And not that I don't appreciate this cyst, but what the heck were you thinking, kiddo? Casey says, I, <coughs> I knew I had to do something when, when we didn't hear from you. I just, I'm so happy I found you, Mom. If I'd lost you, if you didn't get the pumps working, hey, that's what I do, right? Fix up old broken things? April then continues, speaking of, he has no clue, but I injected a tracker into Mikey when I drew his blood. I meant to tell you before, but you kind of took, took off on me. It's transmitting on the standard resistance frequency, but my radio's in the battle wagon, so... Casey then says, I got a radio. I'll find him. As she runs away. April says, I'll be right behind you. Just be careful. Now on the streets outside of the city. Michelangelo thinks, my head's spinning. Oh, guts leaking. Can barely stand. Hiroto now picking himself up to his feet as well. Yells, you will not survive, mutant. I cannot be defeated. Michelangelo thinks, he's right. This whole thing's been a one-way ticket. But I'm not taking this trip alone. As Michelangelo lands a right hook to his stomach, he says, you're wrong, Hiroto. I'm gonna bury you here. This mud hole will be your grave. Broken and alone outside the city you try to destroy. Forgotten. Forever. Hiroto says, no. You, you're wrong. I am God. I am immortal. When suddenly, he goes to electrocute Michelangelo. Laughing as the energy field happens. Trying to take him out with an explosion. Michelangelo grabs him, throws him underwater. They both go down. Hiroto's body comes back up, but he is dead. Michelangelo pulling himself out of the sewage water, thinks to himself, huh, 
Some god. Oh! Oh! Bleeding and crawling, Casey Marie comes for him. As she jumps out of the tunnels, she yells, Sensei! I'm here! Sensei, it's me! Case. No. No, 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 no! You're not leaving me! You can't! I just... I brought the journal, see? You were gonna teach me! You... you promised. It's... It's not fair. It's... Michelangelo says, I'm... I'm sorry, Casey. It was... My duty. <coughs> my... Destiny for my family. Crying. Casey says, but... But I'm your family now. Yes. You... Your mom... Always. My father's journal. Left it for you. <coughs> it will teach you all he knew. The last lesson is mine. <coughs> most, most important of all. As Michelangelo opens the last page, inscribed he writes, no peace. April pulling up yells, Casey! Oh God, Casey, are you... Okay. Oh. No. Mikey. Goodbye. My sweet friend. As Michelangelo dies. Michelangelo is then greeted by a familiar voice. Hey, Mikey, wake up already. Jeez. You gonna sleep all day or what? Longest nap ever, bro. As Donatello says, hurry up. It finally stopped raining. It's Michelangelo waking up in his bed in the lair. Looks around. Says, what? Raphael says, Yeah, we're heading topside for some fresh air. Leo says, In training. Come on, we're already behind schedule. Yeah, sleepyhead. Get your blazy butt up and get moving, says Raphael. Last one out gets to do dishes for a week. Michelangelo, grabbing his nunchuck, says, Wait, I... I... As Leonardo yells back, looks like we have our winner. As Donatello says, ha, don't you mean a loser, Leo? Michelangelo running, chasing his brother says, hey, no fair. I wasn't ready. You guys totally cheated. Rap says, loser says what? Michelangelo catching up to them says, I'll show you I'm not a loser. Ha, only a loser would say that, says Raphael. As they swing across the city, Leonardo says, he's right, look it up. You're all losers, as Donatello looking to be the first. Raphael says, you would know, Don. Phew. So much for fresh air. Smells like Mike cut the cheese. Pushing back, Michelangelo says, did not. When another familiar voice greets Michelangelo and says, Yo, Mikey, 
Gotta side with Mikey on this one, Raph. You know what they say, whoever smelt it, dealt it. Michelangelo says, Casey! Well, I cannot speak to Raphael's flatulence. But New York City indeed has quite an odor. Michelangelo says, Father? Yeah, it does. <laughs> Smells like home. Now in the epilogue, Casey's training. She's kicking the heavy bag. She thinks to herself, Heh, not too shabby, Casey. I wish you were still here to see how far I've come. But I'll keep training. I'll keep learning. I'll keep getting better, Sensei. I won't let you down. She then walks into the lab and says, Hey, Mom. How are the tests looking? April says, Slightly improved... Slight improvement, actually. Lots more to get done, though. Walking away, Casey says, Hey, what's new? So, what are we eating today? April, still continuing her work, says, Get what you want, kiddo. I'm not hungry. Casey then grabs a tablet and says, I wasn't talking to you. Hey there. Hurry up and grow up already. I've got so much cool stuff to teach you. She sees four turtles looking to replicate the ooze, looking to create the Ninja Turtles yet again. And that's how it ends, man. Michelangelo goes out swinging, takes down Hiroto, ends the Orokusaki bloodline. Yeah, man, it was uh, whew, quite a quite a story i'm enjoying i've enjoyed it um and it looks like you know they might continue on with casey in her own uh series but it's nice to see that michelangelo you know got the revenge and you know ended things on his terms got justice for uh the family and now he's uh looks like maybe in the afterlife back with uh with his family you know with his brothers and his dad you know with uh, the other Ninja Turtles and with Splinter and Casey who also had died Casey Jones that is so uh, yeah so that was uh, TMNT Last Ronin issue number 5 pick of the week for April 27th 2022 And TMNT, The Last Ronin, issue number five, the series finale, taking it down. Pick of the week for April 27, 2022. Told you, hell of a week, man. Hell of a freaking week for comics. Last Ronin, doing it big. Number one this week, you know. And the runner's up, man. Justice League 75, Death of the Justice League was badass. Punisher number two was also badass. I'm telling you, man, a whole lot of books. Freaking indies brought so much freaking heat this week. We have Demons number two, just great. Any other week, definitely a, a winner for pick of the week. 
Uh, Gunslinger Spawn, its usual goodness. A little little step down this week, but you know, still equally still good. Uh, something is killing the children. Also, also you know, really good. Hell Cop, you know, was pretty good. Brand new, uh, brand new arc there. Um, Bloodstained Teeth was actually really, really good. I was not expecting a whole lot from that book, just because. I mean, how much more stuff can you do with vampires? But prove me wrong. Um, so, uh, but yeah. And then you know, on the Marvel side, <clears throat> we had quite a quite the. The good stuff. You know, there was uh, Thor, which like I said earlier, you know, Thor was good when it stuck to the main story before it branched off into the uh, side stories and whatnot. And, but still good stuff. Aliens, normal goodness, normal heat. Carnage was really freaking good. Like I said, that was my uh, my runner-up for Marvel. And Sabretooth was different, but still good. Spider-Man was a bit of a letdown just because I don't really know what direction they're trying to go in. And of course DC, man, you know, freaking uh, Dark Knights of Steel was, wasn't was as big, but it still was good. Robin was good. Deathstroke Inc. was awesome. Tying in together. Really, really good stuff. Joker ending on a pretty deep uh, cliffhanger. You know, keeping it intriguing. And so, uh, you know, uh, Bat- B- Batman Beyond the White Knight continues to be good. Leaves me wanting more. Uh, Deep Target ended kind of kind of poorly for me. Uh, and then the Rogues, man. I'm telling you what, the Rogues, that's that's fun. If you're not checking that out, you definitely got to check that out. Uh, Detective Comics feels like exactly that. It's Detective Comics, a detective story. So, good stuff there. Uh, but yeah, like I said, a lot of great issues this week. I cannot put over enough how awesome these week's books are. So, um, but yeah. Anyway, be sure and go and like and subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to, whether it's uh, Apple Music, Spotify, Google Play, uh, Anchor, wherever it is. Like and subscribe there. Go and follow on social media, both on Facebook and Instagram. Both the pages are at i.have.issues.comics. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. In May. Holy crap. It's going to be May. But we'll see you guys next week with another episode of I Have Issues.